everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today's guest is Philip DeLuca. He is a licensed clinical social worker, but he prefers to be called the untalk therapist. He is also a psychotherapy disruptor, a relationship healer, an author, speaker, and guinea pig. He is a psychotherapy disruptor because he developed an alternative to conventional relationship counseling that is the opposite of what is conventionally accepted. He is a relationship healer because he heals relationships that express yourself, communication approaches damage. He is a guinea pig because he has used his own struggles to help develop this approach. During a 12-month international speaking tour to promote his first book, His Solo Partner, he saw firsthand the failure of conventional conflict resolution and became more solidly convinced that a new approach was badly needed. He turned to the latest body and brain science to upgrade the outdated express yourself model that was developed in the 60s. He became his own guinea pig and eventually successful case study. What he developed was an alternative holistic model that frequently works where conventional couples therapy fails, brings quick results, is easy to understand and implement. He calls it communication for the 21st century. His untalk therapy is the most efficient, least expensive method of ending relationship conflict and making communication fun again. Just ask any of his clients who've quote-unquote tried everything. You can visit his website at letstalkmorelove.com for more information. He can also be reached at delucalcsw at gmail.com. Deluca is spelled D-E-L-U-C-A, delucalcsw at gmail. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I thank you for your time. I'm so excited to be here. Great. I'm glad. I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about because untalked therapy is the opposite of what I learned when I went to school to do family therapy. So I'm really excited to hear what you're going to share with us today. <laughs> yeah, everything, uh, yeah, what I'm about to tell you is new to everybody in this field and mm-hmm. even uh, <clears throat> lay audiences. But yeah. the nice thing is it works just like I say, and it's extremely effective and fast, like wow. immediately. Yeah. Okay. All right. What I'm going to do now is go ahead and jump into the first five. These are first five questions. Everyone is asked. First question, what drew you to this career? Well, when I was 16, I saw everybody around me getting into, you know, your peers. They were getting into arguments, breaking up. And I was like, why can't you just get along? I couldn't buy a date. (laughs) And so I was real envious of them. And here they were breaking up over seemingly nothing. So I was like, I'd like to figure out what it is, why it is that people argue so much and create so much uh, conflict in their life. So, you know, I'm 67 now. So for the past 
50 years, I've been uh, striving to find, to, to answer that. And, you know, not only did I finally answer it, but I answered it in ways far beyond that I would have imagined then. So this it just gives me great satisfaction to be at the place where I'm at now, which is presenting this material to, to audiences like yours who uh, are going to be opened up to a radical new way of communicating and resolving conflict. Yes, sir. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about what impact you hope to make? Yes, I'd love to have people, have your audience when they hang up, uh, be at the very least plant some seeds so that they're questioning a lot of the stuff they're doing now, resolving conflict or attempting to and communicating as maybe I can look at it in a different way. That's the very least. At, at the most, when, we ha- when, they ha- when we're done here, they'll have a new way to immediately stop their arguing. And, and I'm going to offer your audience when we're done a free webinar, 50-minute webinar, that will walk them through that exact process. Now, think about everything you know regarding this path you've chosen. In retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything? Uh, what would I do differently? Um, really, I couldn't really do anything different because in order to get to where I'm at now, which is devising a whole new approach to communication and calling into question everything that's been put forth mm-hmm. up to this point, it, it really took me all of these years to uh, figure out what the heck was going on. You know, part of this was my approach is holistic, so it deals with uh, the health problems that conventional express yourself communication cause. Not only don't they work, mm-hmm. uh, but they not only they don't work, they generate more rather than less conflict and, and make our health worse. So they're, they're poison to our relationships, our personal peace, and our health. Isn't that a hoot? Yeah, right. So I know um, when I first started learning different approaches to use with clients, and I would try it myself, and I would think, okay, wait a minute, this is kind of confusing for the other person. You know, um, one one particular approach is to repeat back what the other person said. And listening, yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, sometimes the approaches just seem <laughs> to cause more confusion and create a bit more, I guess, strife and miscommunication in the attempt to improve the communication. Yeah, that's what I found initially right out of graduate school. They weren't working. They weren't working in my life. They weren't working with clients. So I questioned the whole approach. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I was one of the few therapists that did because when I ran it by my peers, they they looked at me like I had the problem. When (laughs) I'm just out of school, I can't. I don't know when to do anything else. I'm just doing what I was taught. You know, I'm I'm too new and too dumb to know when to do anything different. So, uh, yeah, that's... Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that this material to people, they're like, you know, on some level, I knew telling them how you feel, don't go to bed mad at each other, express right. your anger when you're upset. Mm-hmm. On some level, I knew this wasn't right, but I quote, I didn't know there was anything else. So I assumed it was me. And actually, people's instincts, when I give them validation with this information, they frequently, a lot of people will take off. 
Because yeah. it's just confirming what their instincts and intellect had been telling them all of these years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing we need to learn to do more of is listen to our instincts. Yes, most definitely. Our body will tell us what's wrong. We just have to frequently, we just have to learn to listen to it. Better. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now tell us what trends you see within your specialty. Well, I see uh, conflict, uh, a lot of things disturb me. Um, the amount of resentments people hold on to and lack of forgiveness and grudges mm-hmm. is really disturbing me. I, 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 I'd probably say 80% of people I see uh, are holding on to some grudge uh, and not forgiving and letting go of stuff. Some of it goes back to their childhood, a lot of it then. So mm-hmm. that's an anti-love position, especially when it's, relative to your spouse or loved one. If you're going to hold on to resentments, if you're going to, when you have a disagreement or get mad, hold up and be mad and soak for two weeks, right. anti-love position, you cannot mm. get closer to someone who uh, is in a place where they're uh, pushing you apart. So uh, it's one of those disturbing trends. Another one is the huge number of trauma that people have. Mm. The, the amount, of, the amount of trauma that people have and they're holding on to and not working to let go mm-hmm. uh, really disturbs me because trauma, like lack of forgiveness, is highly inflammatory to the body. So it's basically like we're taking a slow-acting poison. And mm-hmm. even in the statistics, uh, people that have unresolved trauma, and the more of them they have, the worse their health problems are, higher suicide risk. Uh, medical mm-hmm. problems, you can go on and on. Seizures, drug addictions, suicide attempts, alcoholism. So uh, there's a lot of disturbing trends out there. Mm-hmm. In this, uh, I'm entitled to whatever I'm feeling mentality that's yeah. currently prevailing. Yeah, you're entitled to them. Then don't complain about the consequences <laughs> that go with that entitlement. Right. So, <laughs> there is a downside. Oh, yeah. Now, what advice would you like to offer listeners? Uh, well, basically, let me, if I could, let's give you a little uh, little background. So when we go, in, when we get upset, we, we go into the, the fight or flight response. So there's two parts of the brain we want to focus on. There's the front thinking part of our brain, cerebral cortex, uh, gray matter, people know it as, uh, mm-hmm. intelligence, music, love, spirituality, creativity, Language skills comes from the front part of our brain, and the back part of our brain is our survival brain. Uh, It's called the amygdala. I call it our crocodile brain because we get just like the crocodiles when when it gets activated. And in between those is our hypothalamus, which is a switching unit. And what we now know from the science is that the blood, and by the way, this crocodile brain is dark, bleak, doom, gloom, only made for a survival battle to the death at the moment, nothing else. Mm. So what happens is when we get upset, the hypothalamus starts switching blood from the front of our brain to the back of our brain. And we lose up to 75% of blood from the front to the, gets rerouted to the back brain. So the back front brain, basically like a limb that you, you, you sat on, a leg falls asleep and we cannot use it. And that blood gets rerouted to the back, our crocodile brain, which becomes like the Hulk mm-hmm. and gets super energized. And if 
And the problem is that this crocodile brain is very bad at perceiving real from imagined, big from small threats. Since survival's at stake, better safe than sorry, 99.9% .9 of the time it overreacts. That's why yeah. we lose. Yeah. Uh, we'll get upset with somebody taking our parking spot the same way as we're about to be eaten by a raptor. The mm. body just goes into full-blown kill mode. And then it says, well, I'll worry about the consequences later if I'm still alive. The problem mm. is uh, you just went into a kill mode with somebody who put the uh, dishes in the dishwasher in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called overkill. Mm -hmm. So um, if you've ever been upset and heard yourself having this internal dialogue in your head, now stay calm, front brain, back brain, no, uh, don't take that. You have rights. That's the two parts of the brain talking to each other and you're actually hearing their thoughts. And then as stress, stress keeps rising, the blood keeps routing more and more, and it shifts to primarily our crocodile brain, and then it takes over. And I call that crocodile brain hijack, where it hijacks our brain and our body. And people will say they know they get there because it's like words coming out of my mouth, but I can't stop them. It's like I'm watching a film unfold of my life, but there's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. have, have you ever felt that? Uh, when you've been upset? Yeah, and, and sometimes, depending on how <laughs> upset I am, and if I'm moving into doing something about it, it seems like I'm going in slow motion. That's it. That's exactly right. So your brain and body has been hijacked by your crocodile brain, which now sees everything through a dark, bleak, doom, gloom lens. Mm -hmm. Even your love, even your partner, who, mm -hmm. who a minute before was someone loving, now is seen as someone who's maliciously doing things to hurt me and I need to swipe back at them in retaliation or for protection. Mm. So in one millionth of a second, that's how long the science says it occurs, we go from, uh, we switch into combat mode with, with our partner and now they're the enemy and we have to hurt them in order to punish them for this perceived ill will that they mean towards us. And here's where we run into problems. Conventional approaches came up from the 60s. Be in touch with your anger. Repressed anger kills. Mm -hmm. what, they, what they leave out is, yes, uh, the science says that repressed anger increases your heart attack stroke rate 100%, but ex episodic anger outbursts for two hours afterwards increase that same heart attack and stroke rate 500%. Hmm. They leave that part out. And over time, chronic conflict increases heart attack stroke rate 2,000% and cancer 3,000%. Well, these are incredible statistics that I would like to know before I get in touch with my anger. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, get in touch with your anger and call, and call the undertaker. I'd like to know that little, little tip because it's important. Mm -hmm. So. They, so, you know, conventional, we get upset. Conventional approaches says, hey, you're in your crocodile brain. Get in touch with your anger. You deserve it. Uh, repressed anger kills. Always be honest and open about what you're thinking and feeling from this, uh, this dark, bleak, hostile brain. Mm -hmm. And never go, this is the worst one of all, and never go to bed mad at each other or, quote, you are running from the problem. So don't... Uh, don't deal with this problem when blood flow returns to your front of your brain. Deal with this problem while your 
head only has half a brain that is functioning, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not a good idea if you're dealing with something as important as love. So I, you know, I don't know about you, but I want my full brain working on love issues, not my half of my brain and the one who's not geared towards uh, constructive and health, but destruction. Why am I giving that so much control over this gold in my relationship, which is love? Okay. So, so here's, so here's what we go back to say before. Uh, in, let's, let's look at this now. Inflammation is the source of all health problems you get in disease. You get rid of inflammation. We pretty much have eliminated almost all, if not all disease. So the fight or flight response is inflammation. If we have an inflamed body, we have an inflamed mind. If we have an inflamed mind, we have inflammatory thoughts. And if we have inflammatory thoughts, our words are going to be inflammatory. Well, if inflammation in the body causes disease, that means inflammatory words would cause diseased relationships. And what do you see? You see argument, conflict, loss of love, caring, sex, uh, despair. Sounds like to me that's a diseased relationship. All right? So basically what I found works is you want to prevent this crocodile brain hijack uh, you don't want to act when this crocodile brain hijacks your brain and your body. So the the most bang for the buck I find is if I can get one, I, I developed a five-step approach, but we'll go over a couple of them real quickly. Mm-hmm. Be aware of when this happens. So let me ask you this. We'll, we'll walk you through it, okay? Um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the physical sensation you can feel going on in your body that indicates your Fight or flight response is kicking in. People tell me I can feel my heart pumping in my chest, my sinuses flushing, my palms getting sweaty. Mm-hmm. What might it be with you? I think I I do feel my my heart beating faster and my shoulders tense up. Okay, that's the sign that you're in. What very quickly you're gonna gonna switch gears and it's gonna co-op your body, and you're gonna go from a con- a conflict resolving mentality and mindset into a conflict seeking mindset. So what you want to do is step one, see and know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Now conflict starts two ways. We go into conflict and provoke or they go into conflict and provoke us. Mm -hmm. So if the other party is in that mindset and you can tell they have a certain look, they give you the evil eye. They're not bringing up certain topics. They have a tone body gestures, they're quiet suddenly, (laughs) Uh, you know this is not a good time to talk because they're going to say we want to talk it through when actually you know from best experience they're going to want to argue. So you have to be aware of when uh, you're in a place to talk that's going to be constructive versus destructive and when they're in that place, constructive versus destructive mindset. So first step is see and be aware Two, you need a pause switch to disrupt the negative of pattern that always occurs when we uh, interact and communicate and try to resolve issues when we're in this crocodile mindset. So get initially you'd like initially I need people to get away because they can't be around the other party and mm. not say or do something uh, conflict provoking. <clears throat> Later they can, and that's the goal. And ultimately is being, being able to be around the other party and stay in control with your front brain, not your back brain controlling the conversation. But initially 
Very, very few can do that because it's a skill they have to learn. So get away. Where can you go to get calmer? So step three, now detox. How are you going to detox these chemicals? What are you going to do to get calmer? Calming music, comedy, interaction with others, touch, relaxation, uh, exercises. Um, there's a whole uh, deep breathing. There's a whole bunch of things that will calm you down, get involved in an activity. All any any just look at your life. What I know there's certain music I put on, like Anya, for instance, which just when I hear her voice, it, it's just like a shot of uh, endorphins. I just calm <laughs> way down. Mm-hmm. So um, actively, actively, what are you going to do to get out of this destructive mindset before you interact with the other party? Step four. Now that you're calmer, what's the signs you're calmer? Can you think clearer? Do you feel relaxed? Are you laughing? Now's the time. Now you have full brain power. The front brain's blood has rerouted back to the front brain. That's the time to communicate. Step four, communicate with the other party, front brain to front brain. Then, of course, step five is navigating through provocation. How do you, what do you do when the other party is in their crocodile brain and looking to provoke an argument? And if I talk to them, we get into it. And if I don't, they keep escalating and follow me from room to room until we get into it anyway. So uh, we're kind of, I don't know if we have enough time to go over that fifth step, Mm -hmm. uh, but that's my whole five-step approach Mm -hmm. to a new communication model, which Mm -hmm. basically says that uh, when we're upset, we're in an inflammatory state, it's, 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 it's causing disease in our body. And there's another part to this we left out, which is neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. Now know that the brain adapts to our thoughts. Our brain, we shape our brain like silly putty through our thoughts. So that when we're in this chronic negative mindset, the brain becomes hypervigilant. We're always defensive. We're always attacking. We're always seeing, uh, we have these negative ruminating thoughts. We have these resentments we can't get rid of. We're seeing the other party as everything they're doing with a malignant intent, which is crocodile brain uh, motivation. It sees everything as being done on purpose to hurt me maliciously. So what happens is after a while, the brain adapts by sh- uh, shutting, shutting down our front neurons, love, caring, understanding. I hadn't used these in months, maybe years. Why am I wasting energy keeping these firing? And it reroutes uh, the energy and grows back brain neurons. And so our crocodile brain grows bigger and our front brain shrinks. And now we have what I call crocodile brain hijack lock, where it's always locked into place. And everything the other party does, we see is negative. Uh, everything we're reading, we're, we're acutely aware to the slightest nuance. We're always reading negative intent into it. We can't get rid of these negative thoughts. We're full of resentments. We're defensive and attacking. We never evaluate things. We're never calm. That is a really, really toxic place to be. And it is fatal on the person's relationship, their sense of peace, and even their health. Because now we know through the science of epigenetics that every cell in our body is listening to our brain. And every cell in our body can switch on or off up to 28 different chromosomes. Some of them are pro-inflammatory. 
they release stress chemicals, cortisol, norcortisol, and noradrenaline, and other stuff like that. And some are uh, calming chemicals, the endorphins, which are like water on the uh, stress chemicals. They calm it down. So every cell in our body, kidney, liver, lungs, stomach, are listening to our cell, to our thoughts. And if our thoughts are negative, even if we're sitting on a beach, but we're thinking all these negative thoughts, we have all this stress in our life, our cells don't know we're on a beach. They think an attack is imminent. So they're keeping switched on these inflammatory chromosomes, which means they're releasing these highly corrosive and health toxic chemicals into our body with chronic inflammation. It's like we're taking a, a cyanide, we're taking a swig of arsenic every day, mm. every time we have one of these thoughts and we're poisoning our body. So what we're doing essentially by holding on to these, not only is it killing our love and our personal peace, but to punish the other party, we're holding on to resentments that it's like taking poison. So in order to punish you, I'm going to drink a little cyanide every day. So take that. And that's why chronic stress uh, uh, increases premature aging from 9 to 17 years. Mm. Uh, causes autoimmune, blood sugar imbalances, obesity, um, autoimmune diseases, increases our risk of Alzheimer's, which is growing mm-hmm. exponentially, especially for women. So Alzheimer's strikes four out of five women over men in the last 20 years. It's growing 15% every year. In the last 20 years, it's grown 600% wow. for women. And as soon as a woman... Uh, gets diabetic, her risk of getting Alzheimer's goes up another 500%. So you're, uh, you're basically hardwiring yourself for Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Get rid of these resentments. They're killing you. You're not going to yeah. see your, your grandchildren. You're not going to play with your grandchildren. And they're going to be playing. They're going to be helping you change your diapers because you won't mm-hmm. know what planet you're on. Wow. So, uh, you know, basically, to sum it all up, the communication approaches that have been out there for the last 50 years are, they're, they're horrible on every level. A lot of situations, people try and they fail because they're not meant to work. They're meant to generate conflict. And then they give up on a relationship that doesn't have to be given up. Yeah. And that's what I call the dead zone. That's a place where there's no caring left. So even if we fix it, it doesn't matter. So what you want to do with my approach is this will reverse that downward tumble immediately and start push gear people away from the spiral into the dead zone to back towards love. Now, so, what are signs that people can look out for in their relationships that they're in the dead zone? Well, one of the big, biggest signs is uh, I don't love them anymore. So even, I don't care what they do. I'm filled with nothing but hatred. Now, sometimes it can be confusing because people can actually be there and not necessarily be in the dead zone. But the dead zone basically is, you know, I don't have anything left for you. So let me give you an example. So I'm seeing this couple where the husband was clearly dragging in the wife and he said, she says, why bother? You promised for years. You never follow through. He said, but this time it's different, honey. Uh, I haven't had a drink in six months. No women. And he went through this long list 
of changes. And I said to myself, man, I think he's actually got it this time. And she said, you know, honey, I'm happy for you. I think you got it this time. And I'm happy for you because in your next relationship, you'll make a much better husband. And I said, hmm, I think there's a place here where there's called, well, I'm going to call it a dead zone, where even if yeah. you fix it, it's too late because there's yeah. no love left. That's the gold in a relationship is the love. Yeah. And you don't want to be screwing around with that love because when it goes, it's frequently gone. So, and people end up living as partners, they're roommates, they're, you know, uh, uh, we're friends, but we're not a couple. Yeah. So do whatever you can get rid of those resentments, work on the traumas. Uh, do not communicate when you are in crocodile brain. Mm -hmm. Biggest bang for the buck I can, I found for people is helping them identify when they're in crocodile brain. Mm -hmm. Put a pause switch in, which we talked about, and then re-engage when you're karma. Yeah, and you talked about leaving, <coughs> possibly leaving the house and or going to another room. And that's one Close thing. Close the door. Close yeah. the door. You need a or you need a barrier there to let and your crocodile brain stand down. That's real important. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. Now one thing that I saw or heard a lot of when I was uh, facilitating the family violence groups, the person that was trying to, or said they were trying to avoid an argument would complain about their spouse or significant other following them from room to room. Yeah, and we would tell them you, before you get angry, you guys have to have a conversation on how you are going to handle yourselves when you feel yourselves about to argue. If I go to another room, do not follow me. Let me cool down. If I leave the house, don't assume I'm going to go cheat on you. I'm going to go cool down. So what, what tips do you have for people to use to, um, before, they can, before they get into, as you said, that crocodile brain mode? Yeah, okay, let's deal with that. That's my step five, navigating through mm -hmm. provocation. And one of the flaws... And the advice you gave is very classic, but, but it doesn't work in my model mm -hmm. because we're now in our thinking brain and we're coming to an agreement about what we're going to do when our crocodile brain hijack occurs. Well, remember, we cannot access that information because there's no blood flow to the front of the brain. And so what this, when they set up that, we got to agree to disengage that inevitably is going to fail mm -hmm. and because we cannot access that information. It's only when the blood returns that we're like, oh, my goodness, I said I wasn't going to do it, and I did it. And then the next time I'm not, and then it happens again and again. So what it does is it actually reinforces their failure because they internalize that there's something wrong with us. The books say it, the, expert, the experts, the Internet, it's all over the Internet, but we can't do it. And that's because nobody can, even the experts can't do it when they're upset. It's, you know, it's like if you have a leg that's fallen asleep and you have a coach that says, come on, run the race. You're like, coach, what are you, stupid or an idiot? I told you I cannot, I can't even walk. How can I run? I got to wait till the blood flow goes back. I need to fire this coach because he doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. 
that's what happens with conventional approaches. Mm-hmm. They give people all of this uh, active listening. Okay, so we agree. Here's all the rules. Now we're going to yeah. do this. The next time we get upset, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. They get upset. Crocodile brain hijacks them. Front brain shuts down. They do the very things they said they were not going to do. They fail right on cue because crocodile brain is made for conflict. And thank you, ma'am. It does it very efficiently. They internalize the failure, which increases the stress, which increases the stress chemicals released, which means they're less likely to do it. And it's progressive, like a snowball rolling down the hill. Uh, triggers are quicker to set us off. Our arguments are more frequent and more intense. Uh, recovery is increasingly incomplete. We haven't gotten over number argument 26 and we get hit with number 27. We're tumbling, it's like the breeze is out. And we can't stop the locomotive from going. And uh, that's the dead zone. The dead zone is that bridges out and we can't prevent it. Because after a while, if we everything we say and do increases, we still argue. And when we don't say or do anything and try to avoid it, we still get into an argument. So it's a lose-lose situation. This conventional express yourself, uh, talk it through, communication approach is a gift that keeps on giving. It is a total disaster on every level, causing people to give up and get divorced and part ways. Kids don't have families now. There's financial hardships. People turn into alcohol. That doesn't have to be because it's a very easy and quick thing to fix when you know what the hell is going on, excuse my French, but it really puts me into crocodile brain because everything out there says it's pushing people, it's holding on to a system that is over 50 years out of date, doesn't match the science, and is causing so much damage that doesn't have to be. One of the things that really saddens me is to see couples breaking up. They have kids. Uh, I mean, we're talking for a lot of pain on multi levels and a lot of the kids never even get over that ever. So if a lot of those situations don't have to be that's so, you know, what, what I did was I put together a five step course, mm-hmm. walking people through all five steps. And at the same time, I have a free webinar called stop your fighting tonight that's about to become shortly available if they want to go to my website let's talk more love.com take the are you in the dead zone sign up for that webinar and you will have a whole new way i've got a hundred over a hundred powerpoints i put on masks to demonstrate uh crocodile versus non-crocodile brain i have a lot of humor involved but it's called stop your fighting stop your arguing tonight and start your trek back to love and it will do that when people hang up the vast majority of people listening to that will be able to stop their arguing right then and there mm-hmm. so that is the pinnacle of my 40 year search and i am you asked me earlier that is what i am really proud of and when people come into your webinar you're basically Teach them about your untalked therapy. I walk them through it every step of the way. That's exactly right. All right. Basically, they're getting they're getting um, a lot of free therapy or very low cost therapy. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and they can stop, they can go back, they can review it, they can go over it with their partner, their kids. Um, there's nothing else like it out there. And it's all science-based. It's very clear, very mm-hmm. simple. I just gave you a little taste of it today. Yeah. Five-step walk back away from the dead zone. Uh, and it'll help restore not only your love, your sense of peace, your self-respect, but also your health. Isn't that incredible? You can regain your health. Yeah. Sleep again. No worries. Autoimmune. Get off the path to Alzheimer's, high blood sugar levels, and so on. Yeah, excellent. Now, today I am going to do a quote. It's called The Quote of the Week, and it comes from a musician named Matt Cameron, and he says to live life to the fullest and focus on the positive. Good quote. Yeah. When we're in crocodile brain, we focus on the negatives. Yes, that was your whole point today is to get out of the negative and into yeah. more constructive positive. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot easier. It takes a little work. But first of all, you have to have the mindset that I need to do this. I have a lot of people, when I ask them, when you, get, when you have an argument, how long do you hold on to resentments? A lot of people will tell me forever. Yeah. Well, if you're attached to that, then you don't want to fix your relationship because yeah. you can't have resentments and holding on to them and uh, have a healthy close relationship. It's impossible. The two are opposites. You can't have crocodile brain in control of yourself. It's a destruction, conflict-seeking brain and expect anything but conflict and distance and loss of love in the relationship. If you believe any different, you're really disappointed every Christmas when Santa Claus doesn't actually show up with presents. Yeah, because what do we say about love? Love is patient. Love is kind. We don't say anything negative about love. Yeah, love is not resentment. Love, yeah, love is hatred, despair, uh, <laughs> argument, uh, grudges. I mean, uh, you'd be like, what planet are you from? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we hold on to that and think that we get a round peg in a square hole. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, as I close, will you tell us how to contact you? Yeah, you can contact me at uh, uh, Phil at, well, you can go on my website and just take contact me, let's talk more love.com. That's probably the easiest way. Uh, or just Phil at let's talk more love.com. That's another way. Mm-hmm. But I encourage, uh, go to my website, sign up for that re- free webinar. And, uh, it's a 50 minute free webinar. I took two years to put it together. So, it's, it's geared towards stopping your arguments right now, and I'm real proud of it. And many people that have I, I've done some pre-screening, and everybody that's looked at it, they're like, wow, mm-hmm. this is a, a game changer. I never saw things like this. I want this to be available to send to my kids, my relatives, uh, my mother, et cetera. Yeah, I'm thinking about signing up so I can uh, compare it to what we learned in class and interning. You know, I want to. Check out your new way of, of uh, untalk therapy, really. Yeah. Well, I have a, a landing page link I could send it to you. Okay. When we hang up and you could, I don't know if you want to post it. But that's sure, I'll post it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I thank you for your time. You answered my questions without me asking. I think you were reading my brain waves here. So I thank you for uh, your time again, and you have a, a great day, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com. Shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest. And don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.